welcome to People with Purpose. So many people are looking for meaning, but they don't know where to start. Imagine a world where everyone could just get their purpose out of them and then actually make it happen. I'm David Roberts, and I believe that we all have a purpose, and with focus and a little help, people with purpose make a difference. And this show is where these stories come to life. So welcome to another episode of People With Purpose. Today, I'm very, very delighted to be joined by Nikki Terry, who is a learning and development expert uh, in leading cultural and people engagement and leadership transformations, uh, performance and recognition programs, and um, is an NLP master practitioner, I believe. Is that correct? Uh, Just practitioner. Okay, just Okay, fine, fine. Working your way towards being a ninja. Always. Yes, indeed, indeed. Uh, and is as, as also um, head of HR at New Heat. Nikki, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Really pleased to be here. Great to see you. Great to see you. And um, today, uh, or the, well, actually not today, but the day that this show goes out will be International Women's Day 2023. And uh, the theme of International Women's Day is Embrace Equity. What's that all about? Oh, massive, massive subject. Um, from a equity point of view, it's about giving people the right things at the right time. It's absolutely recognising that, you know, we, we don't all start from the same place mm. and it's not a level playing field and it's different to equality. So okay. equity is the way forward, definitely. Okay, cool, cool. So before we get into that then and what the difference between equity and equality really is, um, there will probably be those people who will be saying, well, you know, why do we need an International Women's Day and, and, and all of that sort of stuff? You know, people get a bit preoccupied, don't they, with the fact that, you know, you need a day to be able to make a change or make a statement or do something positive. Um, what do you say to people who might have that preconceived idea before we get started? I, I think it's about awareness it doesn't matter what the day's for i think it's about bringing conversation to the forefront recognizing where we haven't got equality recognizing where we've got systems that aren't working um and giving people an opportunity to talk about it giving people an opportunity to become allies for for the things that aren't working well mm. so Yes, it shouldn't matter. Wouldn't it be great if we were in a world where we didn't need to have a day celebrating A, B or C thing, but but we're not there. So, um, and it does exist. So why why wouldn't we talk about it? Yeah, exactly. And I totally agree. And, uh, you know, I must admit that uh, there, there are some days that I don't understand. Um, so, um, there was kind of like an international chocolate day, I think. And I didn't, I didn't really get, I, I like chocolate. Um, yeah, but I didn't really get that. But then I kind of looked into it, and actually, there's a, there's a really good reason for having that day, uh, because it's an opportunity to highlight, um, you know, all, all the stuff around fair trade and, and all that kind of stuff. So, so um, there's International Men's Day, there's International Women's Day. Um, although I think International Men's Day is actually called something different. But um, but yeah, I, I agree. That. I think it's a great opportunity for us actually to talk about okay, what what are the opportunities that we can be taking as a society uh, to enable people to, you know, be their best selves and, and and bring their all, you know, to whatever it is that they do. And why wouldn't we be curious about 
somebody's point of view about any subject, you know, mm. there's always something to learn. There's always something you didn't know. And there's, there's always a reason to listen. Mm. So, mm. yeah, totally agree. Cool. Okay, good. So, so that's why we're here. You did touch on it a minute ago, but why are we talking about equity instead of equality? So e equality is about giving everybody the, the same access to whatever it might be. Uh, equity talks about recognising that there's difference. We're all starting from a different point. We all have different wants and needs in any particular situation. So equity is about giving people the, the right thing at the right time, um, regardless of the situation. And what does that mean in practice for businesses particularly? Oh, well, so from a from an overall point of view, um, I think it, it starts with attitude. So uh, businesses need to um, have the right attitude to want to step up, to want to be wrong, that growth mindset to create a a culture that's um equity is aligned with its values um and and i think organizations need to be patient and massively committed to doing it well um as well as holding people accountable once they've decided what it is they want to do hmm. but i think i think it starts with the systems that organizations have in place so policies procedures you know we have to we have to challenge the bias that exists within any of those systems to make sure that we have um, equity in the way that we run our businesses. So, you know, we've, we've, we have an opportunity to find evidence, to measure what we're doing, to audit what we're doing, to ensure that those policies and procedures are are open to everybody, recognising that we're all starting from a different position. Level Level the playing field essentially is what you're trying to do. Sure. Okay. And then it's about, I suppose it's about um, giving people access to the same opportunity to create the same outcome. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. And if we, if we recognize in our hiring processes or our appraisal processes or, or access to development that everybody is starting from a different position, um, I think the key is in leadership. I think the key is in giving our leaders the skills and the confidence to understand their people well enough to know what it is that they need. So, you know, understanding their preferences, their motivations, their strengths, their weaknesses, their um, their background. So, and if you understand your people well enough and you've created a trusted environment where you've got meaningful connection, then you're in a position to understand what it is those people need in order to be successful. So if you're um, running a business now um, and uh, you're sort of not quite sure where to start with some of that, so policies and all those, it sounds quite quite overwhelming, like quite a lot of work. What, 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 sort, of, what sort of things should people be looking out for as a, as a priority? That's a massive question. I, I think, I think, for me, the first place to start is the um, clarity on the vision and the culture that you're trying to create. So, 
if if everybody is on board with that and wanting it to be different or change or be you know full of equity then that's your first starting point um once you've got that then it's about probably auditing what you've already got mm. you know essentially looking at the processes and policies that you've got in place and ensuring that they are capturing the biggest pool of talent they are inclusive enough that anybody could step up um regardless of their starting position to to be involved or put themselves forward mm-hmm. i also think um you know you touched on you touched on leadership uh, just then i mean i, I know that I found myself becoming increasingly aware of things that I say, which might be accidentally, um, I don't know what the right way to put this is, but I, I might, I might, I might accidentally say things in a certain way, uh, which might, which might either make other people feel a little bit uncomfortable uh, or could even if that, and even if it's not the intention of what I'm saying, it could come across as a very kind of white male centric way of talking about things and um i've i've found myself becoming more aware of that um and therefore kind of modifying the way that i talk so for example i wouldn't necessarily um but i'd be less likely now i think to go into a conversation and just talk about myself even though ironically that's exactly what i'm doing right now um I, i'd be more likely to uh to 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 ask a question to take you know to take the opportunity to to find out what's what other people think and where other people are coming from um so that's kind of a personal sort of almost commitment that i've made to myself is actually i'm going to ask more questions and 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 you know you said it right at the stop right, right at the top of the conversation about being curious be more oh. curious uh, so there's kind of there's kind of personal things that we can do as individuals to be more aware of how we might like i say even accidentally be kind of um creating an inequitable environment um so that's something that that i'm going to do um what other things can people look out for in their own sort of approach well i think we need to disrupt um our normal patterns potentially so we're all you know there's there's really good neurological and anthropological managed to say it mm-hmm. anthropological reasons why we're drawn and gravitate towards um people that are similar to us mm. so um you know there's there's a comfort in it so if we're if we're wanting change I think that curiosity is important. I think that disrupting of our normal patterns of behavior is important and even our belief cycles in some cases um, because that then raises our awareness. Once we've raised our awareness, we're in a position to do something different um, and push through discomfort and um, start to create more meaningful connections with people that perhaps we wouldn't have done otherwise. Um I think it's okay to get it wrong. I think we're, you know, we're, we've got this inbuilt system or most of us have this inbuilt system 
that um, doesn't want to upset people. We want to be kind. We want to be nice. Um, but but it's okay to get it wrong. Uh, I think it's about being open, being vulnerable, um, and stepping up and saying sorry if you've got it wrong. Explaining yourself, giving giving your version, your map of the world, wh- whatever it might be. But it shouldn't stop us from having the conversations. And I think, you know, we've known for a long time that um, we need to put some work into equity. And um, I think often people are frightened of it or it falls into the too difficult category because they don't want to trip up or make a mistake or say the wrong thing. But but we have to talk about it Mm. and and we're going to get it wrong. And but that's okay. We can't move forward um, if if we're all too frightened to even start the conversation. No, I agree, and it is very it's very very important to have a yeah in in that in that leadership culture in any organisation or any team to have that culture of of openness where you know you can just just say it if you feel like something's um, either either been said that doesn't doesn't quite feel right. To be able to have that conversation is um, is really is really important, um, and also if you if you feel like you're you're seeing something uh, or uh, you're feeling something that that doesn't feel quite as it should be from that point of view, then to be able to to say something is 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 really really key. Yeah, uh, you know we 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 should all want to be creating environments where our our voices are heard and respected. So regardless of, of, of what it is that we're saying. Um, and if you've got a team of people, whether it's a leadership team or not, that ability to be open to, to challenge directly when you're hearing something or seeing something that you are uncomfortable with or offended by whatever it might be. Um, we, we have to get to that point, hmm. um, so that we're in a position to to learn and accept and move on, um, and 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 grow. Hmm. You know, hmm. so yeah, we, yeah, we absolutely need to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, as well, about this is that we're talking here about, I suppose, today is kind of about gender, but it's it's, it's about everybody uh, hmm. being able to to have that same opportunity to get the same outcomes no matter where they start and um so if you're talking about feedback and that kind of open culture um you know businesses seem to be thriving on uh, you know flatter hierarchies on um on on a, on a need for speed and a, and a and a need for traction and all of those sorts of things. This is just another thing that that comes into that that you know list of topics that you really need to be discussing and debating. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that those frameworks, if they're not there already, then 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 you know potentially your business is going to be struggling in lots of different ways. Let let alone tapping into all of the available talent that you've got. You know, in all groups uh, that that want to be represented in the workplace. But I suppose one thing that that kind of gets a bit confusing for people is is about this concept of of fairness. 
and the whole equality thing about treating everyone the same and and, and this is this is slightly slightly different so mm. are there any kind of you know psychological barriers people are going to need to get over with the whole fairness thing in mind ah uh, definitely i i think um I think if we're starting from a place of wanting to understand our people, that's, I mean, that's, that's fundamentally where it starts. If, if we, if we understand the people that we work with, we're in a, me- a much better position to um, support, coach, um, train, direct, empower, you know, whatever. Um, so, you know, we, we should be looking to, influence um belief cycles you know interrupt those negative patterns potentially that that aren't conducive to um an inclusive or or a culture of equity um and driving driving the right behaviors um and it 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 doesn't just start there does it so you, you can't just make a statement or um deliver a policy or do a bit of communication or training you know that that's the that's the commitment element kind of out there that the net the next step is the the hardest bit you know the the bit where all the effort starts which is the the continuity of that commitment of that behavior the holding people accountable for delivering on the expectations that that a, an organization or a team has of their people and the, the the way that they work in it so um it it takes a lot of effort um and it's a continuous effort but the rewards are massive you know the if if you can create an environment where people feel like they belong i mean that that's that's respect isn't it respect equals belonging belonging equals satisfied engaged people that want to work for and with the organisation, you know, retention is improved, um, absence is improved, um, attraction is improved, brand awareness is, you know, there's an endless list of benefits as to why you should bother to bother about equity. Mm -hmm. So how do um, businesses get it wrong then in sort of areas like, uh, recruitment, for example, because if part of what you're talking about is is attracting people to join your company um, or your team, um, but, but but then sometimes people say, well, you know, there's there, there there aren't there isn't the diversity in my area for me to be able to to attract. What can what can organisations do in the way that they recruit, as an example, to attract you know a a, a greater diversity into their team well, i think you know most organizations should want their um population to reflect the area that they they work in you know that's 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 the intention um but you know it's i think it's 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 a lot more complicated than that because um you know diversity is massive so if you're if you're trying to attract as diverse a talent pool as possible um pretty much that covers every single eventuality known to man woman child etc 
So it, I think it's tricky. Um, I think if you've got um, if you've got your job descriptions right, your advert right, your language right, the kind of um, words and things that put people off. Not not intent. And again, I don't. I don't. Half the time, I don't think it's intentional. Um, it's about opening, basically opening your arms enough that enough people go, ooh, I'd quite like to, I'd quite like to work for them. Mm. Um, but even if your even if your processes and systems are set up right, they're still managed and run and decisions made by humans. So, you know, we, we all have prejudices, whether we are aware of them or not. So, you know, to my point before about the, we gravitate towards people who remind us of ourselves, you know, we're human, we go through a recruitment process, we're attracted to certain attributes in people because we find them familiar and comfortable. So again, making sure that whatever processes you're running and whoever is involved, that they are trained and aware and you are measuring and you are checking and reviewing to ensure that you're getting the best possible outcome for the time and effort that you're putting in. Mm-hmm. It's in the, um, it's in the, uh, I suppose it's, it, it, adverts is an interesting thing for me because you can, some, you sometimes read adverts and job adverts and um, you kind of, I suppose that really is the shop window for the company, isn't it? That's, that's kind of, that, that, that's the, that's the entry point. That's the, probably the first thing you're going to see. I mean, there are some brands that are really well known, aren't they? And their reputation precedes them, but for lots of businesses, not so. So, so really focusing on getting the tone of that right um, and the language right to attract, um, you know, uh, like I say, as broad a range of people that uh, as, as possible um, is, um, is the first challenge. I suppose, do people in smaller businesses have the resources to be able to, to focus on that? Is that, is that a cost, if you like, that is worth them incurring? I think, well, it's definitely a cost worth incurring. Um, I, I, I think also it's a put the effort in up front for the, for the rewards to keep coming forevermore. Mm. Um, there's also so much available to people on online with regard to how to put together a, a, a gender neutral job description, for example, or um, how to attract the biggest talent pool, you know, all of that resources at our fingertips now. Mm. So having, giving, giving some time and effort to learning about it, understanding it um, and making any changes that are necessary um, is, is definitely worthwhile because all of a sudden you're, you're opening the doors to, potential talent that wouldn't have wouldn't have come otherwise Mm -hmm. yeah Um, there's been a load of research done and in the last couple of years or so on um language in job descriptions especially around gender Mm -hmm. and how you know certain words will put women off more than it will put men off and you know that that kind of negative connotations that that are associated with the words drive and 
and power or or strength or or challenge you know the much more considered to be more male words that put women off and and support and advice and help is much more associated with with female so you know whether or not we realize it the language that we're choosing in any situation but especially on a flat job description or a advert um will either attract or or put people off you know mm. come and work for a team that's driven to achieve targets apparently puts more women off than it does men why that's exactly how i would probably word it <laughs> oh wow okay yeah i mean it's um it's fascinating isn't it and uh, is, is it about um finding a balance though so if you've got if you've got a um i sort of look at the um the whole thing about uh, gender and, and and energies gender based energies and uh see it as a kind of a almost like as a on a bit of a pendulum if you like there's sort of um there's a, a and and there's there's female energy and there's male energy in every person and every situation uh, not as in person as in as in the the, the almost like the gender and energy oh. so really for for both for both um genders and and for no matter how you identify as as an individual um that whole thing about energy is is there and it's about uh tapping into energy the right sort of energy to use in the right sort of situation so sometimes using that that male energy or or or, or whatever is is um yeah male energy yeah it is is the mass is, is the kind of the, the, the right thing to do and sometimes using the sort of the female energy is, is, the, is the right thing to do that's how it seems to me is that is that how it seems to you well yeah so balance is always the the aim for most things isn't it and and that ability to adapt to flex in any situation um is super important whether or not it's personal or or professional um but that all comes back to knowing and understanding the people that you're working with doesn't it mm. so you know we 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 all have our preferences and the way that we show up every day is is different um and that ability to understand each other well enough to flex and give each other what we need in order for whatever positive outcome um has to be the 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 route to success so yes absolutely balanced um and yes we all have have those different energies it's also it's also interesting because i'm just actually thinking while we're talking about i've 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 read that the kind of the 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 kind of a um a sort of a a, a masculine if you like gen gender energy is a quite a lot about protection and quite a lot about strength and um and a um the the, the female sort of energy is about um, is about uh, being being heard and about um, uh, uh, wanting to have about about the contribution being recognised, you know, the, and, and caring and and supporting. But I wonder if that's actually um, you know written in the stars, if you like, from the point of view of how the energy works, or if that's partly a societal thing. I, I wonder what the cause and effect is there. Oh. Do you know anything about that? 
I, I, I don't. No. Um, I do. I do wonder whether it's situational, though. Mm. So, um, you know, whatever psychological state we happen to be in, for whatever reason, will bring out a particular series of behaviours or or motivations for that situation. Mm. So mm. that that would definitely change um, how you're how you're showing up or what energy you're coming with. Um, and it must be incredibly complicated because, you know, it's not just about how, how you've been brought up. Um, it's also about everything that's happened to you from, from day dot. Mm. And, and, you know, we're, we're complicated, aren't we, as human beings? So, we, certainly, we certainly can be. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not my area of expertise. No, no. It's just, it's just, it's just triggered, triggered a thought in me, the conversation because, um, cause you know, I was, um, I was thinking about, uh, you know, so 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 jokes, and you hear you hear comedians talking about jokes, you know, and it, it, it's it's a joke, you know, um, and I and and then yeah, sometimes if you if you kind of if you find yourself overhearing a joke and you're feeling uncomfortable about it, then there's kind of a, a reason for that, and uh, and but the thing that the thing that um, I learned, well, one thing that I learned recently was that actually as a as a as a white male. Um, I, I might, I might not have had a privileged background. You know, I grew up in inner city Bristol, and you know, wasn't privileged by any stretch of the imagination. It wasn't unhappy, and I, I never went for anything. But it wasn't like you know, lauded gentry or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Um, and um, but in the historical context, you know, there's millennia of privilege. Um, you know, that 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 I perhaps benefit from because I am a white a white male. Yeah. And and that that is embedded in, you know, potentially the way I've been treated in different ways, and um, perhaps the opportunities that, that 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 have come my way, and 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 then also, what does that do then to play into, you know, my level of of confidence and and, and all of those sorts of things? Um, so, you know, it brings the um, point about equity into really sharp focus for me because that whole thing about a joke, a joke's just a joke, you know, no one should be offended by jokes, but hang on a second. Hmm. Not everyone is viewing that joke or hearing that joke from the same perspective or they haven't exactly. all had the same experience. So, you know, it's ironic to me that a joke made me think, Oh, actually there's, there's quite a lot in here and hmm. empathy is needed. Yeah. And that's, Again, that's about knowing your audience, isn't it? I, it, I think um, there's quite a lot of comedians over the last couple of years that have been brought to task about certain topics that they've um, been uh, joking about and um, quite a lot of conversation around how comedy at its best is right on the edge of that slightly uncomfortable to make you laugh. And I think, you know, that's fine because you can choose whether or not to go to a um, a comedy show and pay your money and go and see somebody. That's your choice. And if you don't like them and you don't like the style of their jokes, you can avoid them. So that's that's all, all well and good. I'm, I'm quite comfortable with that. Um, I think when it's in public or in... Um, earshot of of anyone or in the workplace 
then it becomes more sensitive, doesn't it? Because you, you're coming from your place. You're talking about something you think is funny. Um, but there are people around you that have a completely different set of experiences um, and potential prejudices because of certain characteristics, etc. So, yeah, we have to be more mindful. That's what it is. You know, we've, we've got to be more mindful and, and kinder to each other. Mm-hmm. And it comes back a little bit as well to uh, uh, spending more time connecting with people that you work with, I think, doesn't yeah. it? Because uh, if, you can, if you can have that deeper level of understanding of, of where each other's coming from, um, then, um, then that, that will help. That will help because you, because you'll be you'll, you'll you'll have that common understanding of each other right from the get go. I mean, oh. what can what can businesses do to in, to encourage um, more of that openness and and more of that better awareness of of where each other's coming from? That that comes back to making sure our all of all of the leadership team, anybody who's you know managing people, leading people have got the right set of skills and the confidence to have the right conversations, um, be curious enough to want to understand their people and their preferences and their motivations and their strengths and their weaknesses um, so that they are in a position to create a trusted, meaningful connection that then allows them to have those decent two-way conversations that are where they can be vulnerable, where they can absolutely tell their manager um what they need where they need support the gaps that they've got their concerns that they've got the barriers that they feel are there in order for them to get to where they they want to mm. um you know we with with leadership development in any guise um making sure that there is enough time and resource given to that development around understanding people understanding difference understanding how to flex and get the best out of people has to be the way forward for 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 having that real connection in place so that you can do the best job you can um with the people that you're working with you know yeah yeah well and, and leadership is all about people isn't it so uh so yeah so investing time in people as well as in getting the job done uh, yeah. vitally important cool okay so um what should um organizations focus on then from the point of view of um i suppose people are going to come with their, their their own mentality their own approach they might be kind of they might all think it's all a bit woke or they might be a bit agnostic about it or they might be really really passionate about it people are going to come with those different perspectives so what should organizations be focusing on when they're trying to um, embrace and build equity should they be focusing on what their people think on how or on how their people behave so i think it starts with that commitment so the clarity on what it is the team or organisation are are trying to do, what they want to be when they grow up, you know, that that real clear, this is what we're about and how we want to do things. Um, I think that, you know, we should absolutely be looking to influence belief cycles. So that's not 
that's not directly wanting to change people's thought patterns, but it's definitely about raising our awareness, understanding where our belief cycles are unhelpful or or negative or prejudice or whatever it might be. Um, and once you've raised that awareness, you're then in a position to um, maybe make some different choices and maybe interrupt that cycle so that you're you're starting from a different perspective or you've got a slightly better understanding so you can start to change that belief cycle for for the better so definitely think there's an element of that um but but I think I said before for me for me it comes down to being super super clear about expectations of behavior um and more than that the 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 holding people accountable consistently i mean it's you know it's a lifelong commitment is what it is it needs to be consistent you know doing what you say you're going to do um practicing what you preach you know and if that's not happening it's a house of cards you know and it has it has to be happening consistent consistently and yeah i said before you know we all make mistakes it's fine to it's fine to fail and learn from it and move on um but it has to be consistently we have to be held accountable for what we say is important mm. yeah agreed agreed and it's a must think, must have not a nice to have yeah and it's it's not just it's not just internally in an organization is it it's kind of um you know that's p- people who work for organizations are cons- constantly looking to see whether or not the organization is doing a good job in mm. one way or another. Yeah. Um, and people have a set of expectations on that company about how they behave, not just to them and the systems and stuff that are in place and opportunities and accessibility, but also to commercial decisions that are being made that potentially impact a topic, so equity in this case, you know. So if you're saying one thing in an organisation, but then commercially you're doing something else, then you're not practising what you preach. Mm-hmm. So we have to hold ourselves accountable for um, the decisions that we're making internally and externally to our organisation. Mm. And what sort of challenges do you see for organisations who are looking to encourage their people to bring their whole selves to work. I find this really fascinating, the whole self thing. So I, I like it from a from a perspective of recognition that everybody is different and that we all have a unique value to bring into the workplace. Um, but I think we need to be really clear about it's being our being more of ourself but but with skill with a, appropriate to the professional environment and i think i was reading a term the other day that said conform enough <laughs> still authentic mm. still be your authentic self practice what you preach make sure you've got common thread around ev- all the roles that you have in in and outside the organization you know, recognise your origins and your roots, but appropriate to the professional environment. So 
that way, if you've created a culture of belonging, um, an equity culture uh, where, where people are allowed to say what they think and that they're heard and respected for it, then that's okay. You can bring your whole self to work. And there's a difference, isn't there? You know, we self versus selfish. Mm. You know, we, we all need to work with each other. That's how teams work. That's how businesses are successful. So we have to be prepared to adapt. So we can't be entirely ourselves, 100% ourselves at work. Mm-hmm. It has to be within, within the environment in which you work. That's what I think. That's a really interesting viewpoint because um, I suppose, I suppose, so, so, so the person, the person feeling like they can bring their whole selves to work and doing that in a way that's that's uh, you know that, that recognizes the context that they're in mm-hmm. and the culture that enables them mm-hmm. to to feel like they can bring their whole se- selves to work. Yeah. Um, there is that kind of mutual respect thing there, and this isn't. And this could apply to anything, couldn't it? This could this could apply to if you like wearing t-shirts with swear words on. Yeah, um, absolutely. And but would it be okay in? I mean, in some working environments, it might be. In some working environments, it might not. Exactly. Yeah. And again, that we talked about balance before. It, it it's all about balance, isn't it? So so if you're if you're looking to join an organisation, um you know the best case scenario is that you have you have some choice that you are looking at that organization with okay does this does this feel like it's the sort of place that i could thrive um do they have the right um do, does it have the right culture does it have the right structures um can i get on with the people can, can i bring myself to work in in a way that allows me to feel heard, seen, listened to, authentic, um, so that I can be valued for the contribution that I'm going to bring. And I think, you know, that's, I, um, I worked somewhere when I was in my twenties and, um, I was very much able to, so, so from my integrity, um, speak my mind, um, call something out if I didn't feel like it was um, right or just potentially. Um, And I I did that. I did that once when I was asked to do something that I didn't agree with. Um, And it wasn't, it wasn't anything terrible and no, no lives were in danger. um, And it wasn't a whistleblowing situation, but in representing my values um i was penalized so um i was asked to take the day off um because some big wigs were coming to look at something and i was asked to lie mm. um and i said i wouldn't um so that's me bringing my whole self to work i was definitely penalized for it what i was trying to do is um suggest that it was better to be adult and uh, talk about the problem and say what was going to be done about it rather than pretending it didn't exist. Mm. Um, 
And I think for probably quite some time after that, I was definitely disadvantaged. You know, I was I was viewed as trouble, um, difficult, um, because I said what I thought. Um, so that that would be important to me. You know, if I'm looking to join an organisation, that ability to be heard to for for people to value your contribution whatever that might look like and and be open enough to to accept a level of challenge i think i i think that's super important i mean that's all the all the great things that have happened in my career have come out of a bit of rub you know a bit of challenge a, a bit of difficulty um, but the alignment that comes after that is is beautiful. So yeah. I, th- I think it's healthy. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree. The old um, creative tension bit, and oh. uh, and when and when you when you work through that kind of that that difficult period or that challenging area, or and sometimes it can feel a little bit like it's almost. Uh, um, the, the the minutiae as well as be, it being quite big conceptual stuff yeah. but yeah when you can work through that and uh and come out of it with a um even if not a consensus but a direction that everyone's been heard and you're all signed up to it and you're all pushing forward then yeah that can really really electrify things yeah cool cool so um so what i'm getting really is a bit of a sense of 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 treat people as they want to be treated Definitely. Yeah, I think it, it shouldn't be rocket science. It shouldn't be rocket science, should it? Because, you know, if, if we all, if we turn up, if we show up with an, an open heart, an open mind, a curiosity and a kindness, then, then surely that puts us in the best position possible to, to make great connections and create great, great opportunities. Hmm. well brilliant well I couldn't have put it better myself that's brilliant fantastic Um, I mean is there anything you'd like to say to to end on Um, I guess that I believe we've all got a responsibility here to step up to call it out to be bold brave sometimes Hmm. um and, and demand better. So I think, you know, nothing worthwhile has ever happened without effort. Hmm. Um, but but we need to do that as a team. Hmm. I agree. And so um, and so, what plans have you got to bring this more to the fore within within New Heat? So we are um, currently looking at all of our policies and systems as part of the new HR system that's coming in anyway. Mm. So that gives us a great opportunity, both from a reviewing, but also from a um, a systemizing and an ability to record and report on some things that we've never been able to report on before. So collecting data. Um, We haven't had an HR system previously. Mm. We will have one. Mm. That's fabulous. That means that we can we can um, start to understand, um, especially for things like recruitment, um, how far our reach is um, and whether or not we are getting the right 
and diverse talent pool that we we would want to see. Um, from a leadership point of view, we're absolutely um, continuing to uh, support and provide our leadership team with the right skills and confidence to have those conversations, to understand people well enough to flex and get the best out of them. Um, and I think, you know, we've got our genuine diversity and inclusion strategy and the training that started to happen um, at the top level. And again, you know, this is the start of, of that commitment because we've got the rest of the leadership teams across the businesses to um, to train as well as our people and then the hard work starts with the accountability part. So there's lots of really great things in the pipeline. But what we can be doing day on day is um, commit to being better, commit to a growth mindset um, and commit to a level of challenge when we're hearing and seeing things that we, we don't find acceptable. Brilliant, brilliant. And um my commitment is to um yeah i mean the way i see this is you know em embracing equity is about seeing people as as individuals who've got different circumstances and um uh, really it's about creating an environment where people can give each other the resources they need to be able to achieve the same outcomes if that's what if that's what they want and if that's yeah. where their desire lays so um so yeah, so my commitment is about is about on a personal level is about asking open questions and and really understanding who 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 our people are, how they are, and what it is that they need, um, and um, and remaining remaining curious uh, so that you know when it comes to uh, my interactions with people and uh, and the environment that we're looking to create in in the business or in any business that I'm involved in, it has that you know that. Like, like I said earlier, it, you know, from what you were saying, it sounds like you know treat people as they want to be treated, but be really open to the um, the feedback that you get and look. Okay, so how can we systemize this so the, an environment and a culture gets created where people do mm -hmm. feel like they can, you know, responsibly bring their best self to work um, and feel like they can be themselves. Totally agree. Cool. There you go. Deal. We'll do that, and shall we? Yeah, let's do that. Fantastic. All right, Nikki. Well, thanks ever so much for coming on People with Purpose. It's a it's a great uh, great topic, um, and um, and something that you know all organisations will need to uh, uh, treat treat seriously. And as you say, I think it's one of those things where it's um, not necessarily easy, but it is quite simple. Treat people as they want to be treated. Thanks for listening to People with Purpose. I hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey. Please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review. Uh, tell all your friends. And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.